0: Well, a lot of times uh, people tell me that they really struggle with the Old Testament, that they just don't know why, uh, why we use it at Mass and, um, you know, that it doesn't make sense a lot of times. And this is one of the Gospels or one of the Old Testament readings that really uh, helps us to understand just how intertwined the Old Testament is with the New Testament. It's important to know that everything that happened in the Old Testament was part of God's revelation to the Jewish people, preparing them so that when the Christ came, they would recognize him. So in the the story that we have of Abraham and Isaac today, we hear about this uh, very difficult story, and it should be difficult to us, of God seemingly asking Abraham to sacrifice his only son. That should disturb us, I hope. If we think back uh, from all the different cultures... At the time that, that this happened, it wasn't unknown for, for a child sacrifice. As a matter of fact, child sacrifice was fairly common. The earliest civilizations that we know of, going back 5,000 years, child sacrifice was always a part of every culture going all the way back. And this can seem very distant from us, but I I did, one summer I was in Guatemala, I was taking uh, Spanish studies, we had the weekends off, so we could go anywhere we wanted during the weekend. And uh, one weekend I went to a Mayan uh, ruin, and uh, the ruins that they have there in the Mayan culture, they're just discovering like what they think are small bits of it that have been completely laid under the jungle. So they're more and more discovering these huge kingdoms and empires. Well, I went to this Mayan ruin and they had a number of temples and a number of pyramids. And at this temple, they had a place where they performed child sacrifice. And it was at the very top of the temple, they would uh, sacrifice the child and they had what looked to be like a slide that would go all the way down the temple. And at the bottom of the temple, they would build a fire. And so the child was sacrificed, and the blood would go down into the fire of the temple, and that would be the sacrificial offering of God. So I just want to place this story, this what happened with Abraham and Isaac, in that context. For us to realize that it wouldn't be uncommon for someone to think that they needed to offer their son to God or to the gods. In all of this story, as I go through it, I want you to think about gospel parallels, specifically Jesus. Think about times in the life of Jesus that we hear these phrases come up. And so I'm going to go through the story and just kind of uh, tease that out for all of us. So when you hear in the, in the first reading, when God calls Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, he says to him, Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and bring him to me. We think of any part in the gospel that relates to that, your only son, whom you love, and bring it to me. So Jesus was the only son of God, and he was also the beloved son. We heard in his baptism, you are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Then he says, take him to the heights, take him to the mountain. And we know that the mountain that Jesus was taken to for his crucifixion was Golgotha. We're preparing for Holy Week. So he says to uh, Abraham, he says, saddle the donkeys, gather two men to, to get the donkeys. We know that Jesus rode a donkey into Bethlehem. But before he did, he said, To two of his disciples, he said, I want two of you to go into the village and to find a donkey that will be waiting for me. So two servants bring the donkey with Abraham. Two servants get the donkey for Jesus. We hear the command from Abraham to take the wood and to lay it on his son, to allow his son to carry the wood up the mountain. We know with Jesus that he would carry the wood of the cross up to the mountain. Abraham and Isaac went on a three days journey until they got to the mountain. Three days should remind us of the three day journey that Jesus made into his descent into hell. And three days it would take him until the resurrection. So they're walking up the the mountain and Abraham and Isaac are alone at this point. And Isaac has the wood that he's carrying on his back. And he looks at his father and he says, like, he's starting to think, like, we're going up there to make the sacrifice. I got the wood. We have everything that we need. need. Where's the lamb? So he says, Dad, um, we're missing something here. Where's the lamb? And his father is kind of afraid to tell him um, that he's the lamb. And so they continue up to the mountain and as they get to the top, Isaac begins to question. And we know that Jesus, as he was preparing to go to the crucifixion, he would, as, he would question his father, and he would say, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. But not my will, but your will. We know that Jesus was the Lamb of God. So he was the one that would take the place of our sins and that of Isaac. So Abraham then bound his son to prepare the sacrifice. When Jesus was uh, condemned, the first thing the soldiers did was they bound him and they took him off to be crucified. So as Abraham's about to sacrifice Isaac, a voice comes from, a, from the heaven, and God the Father speaks to him, and he says to him, do not lay a, a, a finger upon your son. And we hear in the, in the gospel that Jesus, God our Father, did not allow Jesus to be spared. He did not withhold his only son. So all of these parallels that happen in the story of Abraham and Isaac are foreshadowings of what would happen with Jesus. So that when people saw these things happening to Jesus, they would realize, oh, this is the same story being made known in Jesus. That Jesus is the lamb. And as as God stops Abraham from sacrificing Isaac, he says, do not lay a finger upon him. And he reveals that there is a lamb over in the bush. And he takes that lamb to be slaughtered. As we're preparing for Holy Week, we are going on this journey in this season of Lent. And the same parallels that happened with Abraham and Isaac and that happened with Jesus and the Father are happening with us. Because in our baptisms, each and every one of you became Jesus for the world today. So that means that in the same way, we will suffer with him. And if we suffer with him... And we die with him, we will also rise with him. The interesting thing is with the resurrection in this, at this time period, people didn't believe in the resurrection. And the reason why your only son, if you had only one son, the reason why that son was so important is because that's the only way that you would live on. By that son having children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and generation after generation that was the only way of the resurrection but it's interesting because Abraham he believed in the resurrection and so he believed that even if he sacrificed his only son that his son would rise so just a couple parallels now I'll give you three things to think about for ourselves we're all carrying a cross right each and every one of us is given a cross to carry But we're also given a Simon of Cyrene. So I want you to think about who is your Simon? Who is the one that helps you carry your cross? Second question I'd like us to ponder is, what is God calling us to sacrifice? Is there anyone or any person or anything that we love more than God that we're being called to offer to him? I have a friend uh, whose son was killed in a car accident and when he died she remembered being so distraught she didn't know what to do and so she opened up her bible and the passage that she opened up to was whoever loves son or daughter or mother or father more than me is not fit for the kingdom of God and so she realized at that moment that she had to give her son to God and love God even above her only child. So who is it that we're being called to offer to God during the season of Lent? Finally, the third question, do you believe in the resurrection? Do we really believe in the resurrection? I have a friend who was talking to me recently, and uh, he's dying of cancer, and he said, I'm ready to go, but the only thing is, I'm really going to miss my family and friends. I'm really going to miss them. And so as we were talking, I said, We believe in the resurrection. And we believe that if we rise from the dead and we're with Jesus, and if each and every one of us receives Jesus into us when we celebrate Mass, then our loved ones are with us closer than they ever could have been here on earth. And so I said, You'll never miss them because you're going to be so close to them. You're going to be with them in everything that we do. So, do we believe in the resurrection? Let us go forth during the season of Lent, carrying our cross, but realizing that we have a Simon of Cyrene helping us carry it. Let us remember that we are called to give God everything, and if there's anything we're holding on to tightly, to offer it to him, and to love him above all. And finally, to believe in the resurrection, that he will bring us to new life, and we will share an eternal life together.